morning and welcome to Sips of Sanity. I'm Kelly. Good morning. I'm Karen. Karen, take it away with show notes. Alrighty. We have an evening with medium events on December 15th, 2017 coming up at the Hampton Inn from 7 to 9. We are half sold out as of today. Um, thanks to the many people that are buying tickets in advance. So tickets are at the door only if it's not a sold out event. Mm -hmm. And we have been selling out every event. Smiley face. Yes. 2018 dates are April 27th, August 24th, and December 14th. And they're up on the website by sarlo.com for sale as well. Yes. And people are already online buying those ones. Yes. So there's a good chance each of the events will be sold out again. Yay. Yeah. And thank you. Thanks to everybody that's helping us get to that. Sips of Sanity podcasts are the ones we're on right now that you're listening to. But we also have Coffee with the Sarlos, which is a longer podcast that's also available on bysarlo.com, which is how you found us here. But it's also available on iTunes, which leads me to the bottom Underneath that, they can hit MailChimp or something, right, Kelly? No, subscribe. Subscribe to our actual show. Yes. Yeah. So they can subscribe to Coffee with the Sarlos. Yes. But they have to do a little bit more work to find us on this show, Sips of Sanity. Yeah, give or take. Yeah. And personal sessions. So both Kelly and I do personal one-on-one -on -one sessions by FaceTime, Skype, telephone, all over the world. Of course, in person here at our house. We also do group sessions, and group sessions are booked here at our house. So we do not come to your home for a party. People come to us. Good? With no alcohol or no party. <laughs> yeah, not, not quite the same no. thing, but that's because of the content of what we do and our own gifts, of course. Yes. There's a, there's a big difference. Okay, on to the show. Sure. So you did most of the work, um, all of the work. <laughs> I like how well, that no, sorry. Most of the work because our clients did the other part. Yes. And I had no hand in this. So you compiled a bunch of questions that we are frequently asked in sessions and via email where we don't usually like, I don't want to say wasting people's time, but we don't like answering these questions during sessions because they're general questions about how the gifts work yes. and about our personal experiences. And we don't like to take away your one hour or your half hour to explain these. So you had decided to take all these questions, compile them together and just do a show about them so people can educate themselves on their own time. Yes. And, and it's because it's personal to you and I, people want to know how we felt. They wanted to know how we got those gifts or how we knew we had those gifts. Yeah. And that's not something, as you said, we want to eat up in their hour. No, because that, that's about you. That's not about us. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. okay. okay. So uh, do you want me to let you lead? Because I, I don't know if you're going in order. I know what my, my brain will do, but let's... D do what you want. And we're going to go back and forth answering? We can. Okay. So your first question here is, do you learn about your own self, like a fear or, um, or that a talent that you have? with your clients oh shit yes and I'm assuming you mean while you're channeling yes okay and and I I, I often have to pause as I recognize that it's my own fear mm -hmm. I, and I have to sort of file it away and hope I'm going to remember for after they leave so if there's a fear of being alone if there's a fear of I'll never find another partner and I had that fear years ago when I first went through the divorce I don't now but I, I just remember another woman, uh, many, many 
women and men coming in with that fear. Karen, am I ever going to find a partner? Am I ever going to find? And that's a common question. Yeah. They ask as us as a psychic. But I had to be able to feel my own fear when I recognized what all of their fears were. So I remember a woman coming in and wanting to move through and not fear not having a partner. She wanted to actually enjoy being single. She wanted, if, if the universe was going to bring her a partner at some point in this life, that was going to be okay. But she didn't want to run into it. She didn't want to rush into it. She didn't want to take a partner, the first one that came along and make them fit mm. or fix them. She wanted to slow everything down. And so her whole session about getting to know herself, valuing her own life, enjoying her, everything about what she was doing, because she had lived a life where she'd lived it for her family. She didn't understand how to make her own choices. And so quite a lot of how she lived her life resonated with me. Mm -hmm. So and, and it might for some other men and women where you you get you get married, you know, I got married out of high school. And you're with your high school sweetheart your whole life. So how do you kind of sit back and say, who am I now? Mm -hmm. And so as I was going through her session, I just remembered my fears being instigated in it, thinking, oh, my God, what it's, what's the universe going to tell her? Watching her respond to it. But then also how later that night, I was able to think back to her session a bit, ask the guides for more help and moves through some of my own thoughts and fears so that I could see being single as being healthy, right on target in my life path is where I'm supposed to be and nowhere else. And have none of that anxiety or, or um, stress, but just be able to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And to be able to really sit and grow in it. Hmm. Without that, you know, that reaching, or yeah. that edge of anxiety. But just to really be um, I'm going to say truly within my own energy. Yeah. And know what that means. Mm -hmm. So I, I really got a lot of that. Cool. And I continue to because that's yeah. one that's asked constantly. I say that. So sometimes it's a check in then seven years later, are some of my old fears still sitting there? Did I deal with them a little bit? If someone else in the public made a comment about me or someone else, do I go back into my fear? Did it get re-triggered? Or did I really sit and grow in that mm -hmm. so that it's really a new foundation for me? It's not, I don't feel like it's just temporary. So in the back of my mind, I'm still really, I'm kind of really waiting, mm -hmm. you know? Cool. Yeah. What about you? Do you want to be asked the same question or do you want to change yeah. it? Okay. I actually could answer this one. Oh. <laughs> There's so many blank. I picked a fear and a strength. And I know I can see on a daily basis when I channel um, information for people who are people pleasers, oh, yes. where it triggers, I should, sorry, triggers not the right word. It reminds me of what I've been through. And I think that it keeps me in a state of compassion as opposed to annoyance because mm -hmm. some of us, and I, and I don't mean to be graphic, but sometimes we get annoyed by the, the, the you know, the wounded person mm -hmm. we get so annoyed that they're in this perpetual place and I think when I see and hear the messages that are being channeled mm -hmm. for someone who's in the middle of the people pleasing mm -hmm. it allows me to have that compassion that I that I definitely need to have as a professional but that I can still maintain as an individual uh, and a young woman mm. 
And I like hearing the messages over and over again. And I know that if you ask some of my clients, when I'm done giving the message, I'll go, okay, now just as Kelly, I'm really excited for you because I've been there. Because mm-hmm. I, I can hear the messages and you're kind of that third yeah. party outside of everything, witnessing the session happen. And I know what that was like. I know how terrifying it was, but I also know how freeing it was as you moved through each step. So it reminds me of how difficult it is and it reminds me of how much I've grown. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and to ensure that I'm still being someone who encourages those people in the middle of it. Well, does it also make you just sort of check back in if you're doing your own people pleasing? Yep. And where or why? Mm-hmm. And it actually leads me right back into the strength because typically what happens is, as you know, the guys always point out an issue, but then they give you tools. And uh, a lot of people I get to point out, not all, but a lot of people, they're good at looking at the facts. They're good at being analytical and breaking things down into pieces. And so I get to remind them in the channeling session that this is something they're good at. They're just forgetting. Mm, That's nice. Yeah. And so if they can go back into their analytical brain and still appreciate that the emotion can follow, they can go back to the facts, which is black and white. They can make the decision that's healthy and then they can experience the emotion afterward. So it's not saying don't be emotional, where I think a lot of people want to separate the left and the right brain or however you want to put that. But it allows a process to happen in a healthy way instead of the emotions coming first and blurring, blurring the facts. <laughs> and I love pointing that out to people because it's one of the things I love doing myself. It's one of the things I love doing as a coach. Uh, and it's just exciting to hear that people are at that point of being reminded of their strength because it's really empowering when you get to hear that. Yeah, because some people don't have anyone in their life that are going to point out their strengths. Yeah, and I do... I like that you point that out because mm-hmm. in the session, sometimes the guides will say, say it again. Oh, yeah. And I'll go, okay, but I don't want to waste their time. I gave them the message already. And they'll say, yeah, but they don't hear compliments. You have to tell them what their strength is again. Mm-hmm. So then I say that part as well. And they're like, oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. So it's nice. I um, I can certainly appreciate what that does for you energetically and emotionally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Want to move on to another one? Sure. Go ahead. Oh, Is there a client who stood out for you that helped you deal with someone or something that was personal for you? So I guess it's similar to the first question, but a little bit of a twist. I clearly remember this particular older woman, I'd say in her 70s, that I had when I was married. And she was in the treatment room with me and I was channeling her life path. And she wanted to know what her life path was and her soul contract with her partner, her husband, and her future. And I remember going through the whole experience, describing to her about what her marriage was supposed to teach her and how she was supposed to be able to see things without the rose-colored glasses, but be able to not be a fixer, be able to do certain things in her life, and but see herself in the partnership, not just him. And at the end of the session, I was bawling. (laughs) And how her future was to go on. She was going to get strong. And there were so many good things coming in her future. Well, she was really excited about it. She grabbed my hand. And she was laying down on the treatment table. And I said, I'm so sorry. I said that I'm so emotional about this for you. And she patted my hand. And she said, sweetheart, I've got news for you. And I said, what's that? And she said, this was for you too. Hmm. And I looked at her and I went, what? And she went, 
I don't know why, but I just am being told to tell you that you just channeled your own self and that you needed to hear it. And she was 100% right. Mm -hmm. She was 100% right. And so this was this person who was just, here she was channeling right back at me that I needed to hear everything that was being said for her about her past, her present, and her future. And while I was sad for her that she'd been through certain things, I was excited and hopeful for her for her future. I needed to be able to see my life that I could be sad for my past, sitting in my present uncomfortably, but excited and hopeful for a future. Mm -hmm. and, and she just brought that all together in one hour. And I thought the whole hour was for her. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and yet she never met me. She had never met me before, but it was just her little way of, I just remember her tapping my hand. This is for you too, sweetie. Just so simple, so kind, but so pointed. Like those tiny little words that just like drop these bombs. Mm -hmm. So I could appreciate how I do it for others channeling, but I could also receive it. And I think that's very true about a lot of sessions that there is so much give and take in them. Oh, yeah. And that that some people book an appointment and think it's all about I'm going to get, get, get. Like they're just going to receive from us. But in so many wonderful ways, I've received so much back from every client, so many clients. I think that's why a lot of people say, like, aren't you exhausted after your session? And I think, no, like, yeah, I channeled for the hour, but mm -hmm. I I heard things. Yeah, I, those messages get assimilated into myself, too. Yeah. Yes. OK, Kelly, do you want me to ask that one back to you? Yeah, I there was one particular client who actually lost her father and he was a raging narcissist and he came through to talk to his daughter about um, all of his own limitations is mm. how he worded it. And oh, wait, can we just pause there? So that anybody listening to that can actually hear the word that narcissists have so many limitations. Mm -hmm. Because quite often they look like they have none. Because they're just all about getting anything and everything they want. So we think they get what they want. But you're talking about their own limitations. Yeah, he and he specifically talked about his ability to, um, I hope I word this properly, to conceptualize things and extrapolate. So mm -hmm. to take one situation, learn a lesson, and then put it into another, right? right? Theoretically, where you don't have to live it out. So he couldn't extrapolate lessons. Mm -hmm. And so he spun in the same kind of stuff a lot. And she would think, but we had that conversation. How come he didn't get it? It's the same situation and just a different person or a different job. Or just a different hour in the day. <laughs> totally. And so he, yeah. he went through and said, I loved you, but it didn't look like love. And on a soul, and he had to work hard that whole hour as a soul on the other side to explain as a soul how much he loved her, but as a human, how how badly that looked, and that there was a good reason that she questioned it, and that he was sad that she had to, but he now understood why she did. So he just he went through and explained all of those shortcomings, not in a defensive way, but explaining what a narcissist's limitations are in terms of the brain and their capacity to think and feel. Yes. Where things short circuit. And so uh, what kind of impulse steps in when they can't 
finish those thoughts or those those theories. I like how you've worded that, that they have limitations to feeling and that they have impulses mm-hmm. instead of thought out processes. Yeah. And so uh, she had a good cry and I'm pretty sure I did too. I don't, I, do, I don't recall if I cried with her or afterwards. I mm-hmm. might have actually said I'm in a ball later when you leave. But that was important for me. Mm-hmm. I, I think hopefully for a lot of people who are in this situation, because this, this generation is breeding narcissists. Yeah, it was just a game changer for me. I think it helped me accept a lot more than expect. Mm. And I, you know, I, I've heard people say like, oh, you shouldn't expect things from people because you're always disappointed. No, there's a difference between expectations of good boundaries mm-hmm. and then thinking that everyone has the capacity to do the same thing as the next person. Those are two very different things. Mm-hmm. There should always be good expectations around boundaries. But the messages that I heard that day allowed me to accept the limitations, to shift the expectations. Okay, that's awesome. I think so. Yeah. So are we done for this morning, for Monday? I believe so. Okay, so we're going to do this for the rest of the week. We're going to keep asking the questions on behalf of clients. And we hope you join us again on Tuesday morning. If you have any questions, though, they can contact us at info at And we look forward to talking to you Tuesday.